0: Spring train Flying like a new Speeding like a space spring One more time tonight I'm on the night train. the way? It's on the
1: Everybody. hear his the weekend oh my
0: God. Live from the BWB Promotion Studios is Bumming with Bobcat with your host, Bum Wine Bob. All right, all right, all right. This is Bum Wine Bob coming at you with an all-new edition of Bumming with Bobcat, and this week we have a special episode on tap for you guys. We're going to take a deep dive into the world of Bum Wine advertising. If you know me, you know I am a, you know, quote-unquote, mark for beer advertising bum wine advertising and everything in between and to help me on this journey this week we have a special guest here on the show uh we'll just bring him on here as uh mr fork is with us here hey fork how are you man
1: i'm good thanks for having me
0: hey no thanks for coming on here you know taking the time out of your your busy podcasting schedule to come on here and be on the uh with podcast so so
1: welcome aboard Thank you, thank you, and I'm sure the folks at the rink are happy I'm guesting with you and not with them, because <laughs> every, every time I guest with them, I just completely hijack their podcast.
0: Yeah, Well, well, you know, the, the night is young, you know, we just started, you know, drinking, <laughs> so you never know what, what might happen, you might take over soon enough, so it uh, depends yep. on how much I have to drink and how much you have to drink, and on that note, uh, what, what, are you, what are you drinking tonight?
1: Uh, well, I've uh, got a little assortment here that I'm brought specifically for this occasion, I've got uh, a bottle of Buckfast
0: mm, okay, okay. from Ireland,
1: uh, because every time a friend of mine, anytime anybody I know goes to Ireland, they've always got to bring me back a bottle of Bucky. And um, Unfortunately, I've never had the pleasure of brown bottle Bucky. I've only had the green.
0: Ah, okay. But,
1: okay. Um, but it's actually pretty damn tasty. I actually enjoy it a lot. Um, and then, because it's completely on brand for me, I've also... Am taking the occasional shot of Jepson's Malort. Ooh,
0: oh yes, yes, yes. I know, uh, I, I have not had the pleasure of um, enjoying that yet, but I, I've heard, uh, well actually neither one of the two. I know, I think a while back, I think you promised me some, yeah. some Buckfast. You know, you said you were going to be coming to New Jersey have, at one point. I have and a then,
1: sealed bottle ready to come to New Jersey. All right,
0: all right. <laughs> I'm holding you to it. I mean, I think this was a you know, this is probably a while back, and we've been yeah. kind of chatting back and forth on the on the Twitter machine for will, for, for will, quite a few will, years at this point. <laughs> we,
1: will, we will go into Midtown Manhattan and have Buckfast at Tiffany's.
0: There you go. See, that's you got you got to crack it open and do it. You know, fancy. I mean, I did it one time before with uh, with my buddy Crude. You know, we cracked open a bottle of the Wild Irish Rose. A uh, wild fruit with ginseng inside a fine dining establishment, and they even waive the ten dollars uh, uncorking fee for well, us to bring our own I, bottle. Say, you know? It's
1: a. Do they even have unscrewing fees?
0: Well, that, <laughs> that, that's what I said. They're like, uh, we he brought it in. He's like, hey, uh, can we get you know two wine glasses? Can we have this? And the the waitress kind of like looked at us, saw the bottle, and she's like, you guys gonna you know drink this here? We're like, Yeah, He's like, oh, well, you know, there's a $10 fee. We're like, oh, yes, that's fine. Not, not a problem. You know, brings over the glasses, you know, start drinking it. And then by the time the the check came, you know, we were trying to get her to partake in it, you know, as well. And, you know, give it a try. But, you know, you know, she claimed she wouldn't do it because she was on the clock. But, you know, I, I think, you know, I don't think, nah. she, I don't think she could handle it. <laughs>
1: I was going to say, that's a stout hearted thing. Um, having the wild eye
0: yeah yeah um, yeah but you know when <laughs> when the time came for the bill she said you know we waived the ten dollar you know uncorking fee for it i'm like well that's great because there was no cork so
1: right <laughs> so, so thank you <laughs> um you know i i grew up in the 70s <clears throat> i am 58 years old i'm so i'm old i want to get that out of the way <laughs> right off the bat yeah. um but I grew up in the 70s in a neighborhood in Chicago called Uptown, which at the time was not exactly the neighborhood that they showed in the tourism videos and things. I mean, it wasn't in the Chamber of Commerce brochure or anything <laughs> like that. And uh, what my best friend, uh, his mother was a social worker who also was the primary uh, distributor of contraband food stamps for the neighborhood. So anytime we were going out, she'd be, oh you boys going in the street. Here take this. And she'd give us 10 or 20 dollars worth of food stamps. So th- in that neighborhood, that was as good as cash where you can go into the liquor store and they would actually take food stamps at 50 cents on the dollar. And um because at the time it was all stamps, there was no there's no way to tell which stamps belonged to. It's not like now where Everybody has basically a credit card.
0: Right. right they, before, it was like, here's your stuff. You know, you can just pass them around. They're not, you know, right. checking IDs. It's like, okay, you got the food stamps, you know, you know get what you need.
1: Right. It was basically, yeah, basically it was currency. Right. So, you know, we would occasionally go into, and it was always the same liquor store. There was this cha- There's still a chain in Chicago. It's not a very big one called Foremost Liquors. And there still is a Foremost Liquors on Argyle, Argyle Avenue right by the L Station still there pro- i'm guessing under different management because you know we're talking f- almost 50 years ago <laughs> um but uh we would walk in with food stamps and go right to the refrigerator well it depended on what time of year it was in the summer time we'd go to the fridge In the winter time we'd just get it off the shelf cuz we didn't really need it cold it was cold out and uh he'd always give us the stink guys like you're too young to drink wine it's like yeah and you're too young to be taking food stamps and <laughs> <laughs>
0: So shut your mouth.
1: <laughs> so that was, that would be like, it got to be choreography after a while where he would say it just to say it. Knowing, knowing what our comeback would always be. Uh, but yeah. And uh, we actually would have signals that people would have. Like if you saw somebody, if you saw a friend of yours and he was walking out the street, if he put a hand over one eye, that was a signal that he had wild eye. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, and yeah, Wild Eye, Wild Eye was definitely in our rotation. We had Wild, you know, all all the classics. You know, Wild Eye was there, and so was uh, so was Thunderbird and Mad Dog and Boone's Farm. And then there's the ones that aren't even around anymore, like T.J. Swan was one. I remember they would always have ads on during Soul Train on Saturday, <laughs> like midday on Saturday when they showed Soul Train. You get T.J. Swan do 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 do. <laughs> there was another one, HMS Frost, where they were all like in a Cessna jet or like a private jet or something <laughs> drinking this TJ's wine. All, it's all the 20% stuff. By the way, before we get any further, we should probably wish everyone a happy Hanukkah because Jewish wine is a big part of bum mm-hmm. wine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the uh Manischewitz, you know, they... It's right there. Yeah, it's it's always on 20. the shelf. Yeah, yeah. Mogan David, you know, it, yeah. it's all, you know, right uh, there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it sits there. The, the Manischewitz, I've, I've never had the pleasure of, of having that yet, but a lot of stores you'd go to, it's right there next to the MD-2020, so. Well,
1: I don't know if it's still the case, but when we were kids, the the Manischewitz, Manischewitz for some reason, was the wine the girls drank. Hmm. Like, when the girls wanted to get lit, they were drinking Manischewitz, and we were drinking all the other stuff. And and the same thing, like, on, on Saturday nights, if you ever come to Chicago, there's apartment buildings all over the city of Chicago. Every apartment building has a basement. And in these basements, there's always this big open area, and along the sides will be, like, storage, these chicken wire storage cubicles, and there'll be a couple of washers and dryers in there for people who live in the building. But there's always this big, wide open space. So what happens is eventually people will scavenge furniture off the street. So somebody leaves a couch out, people grab the couch, stick it in the basement of an apartment building. And what we would do on Saturday nights is they would get the colored light bulbs from, Remember, like I don't know if you remember, if you're old enough, but Woolworths used to okay. sell like blue light bulbs, red light bulbs, and they would illuminate a room in that color. So sometimes you'd find out that there was gonna be a blue light party somewhere. A blue light party meant that anybody could show up if you brought if you brought something to drink or something to smoke, you were welcome at a blue light party. And you would you'd see the basement with the blue light in the windows and you know, okay, blue light party. Red light parties were couples and that was you know, the making out and the grinding and the what right, have right, you. right,
0: right. And
1: you know, the what have you is usually when the red light <laughs> party became a no light right. party. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, when you, if you went to a blue light party, you would take. Uh, you, sometimes you take, you know, wine that the boys would drink. Sometimes you take something if you wanted to meet a girl. You, you would either take the manischewitz or you would take pink champagne.
0: Oh, the champagne. Okay. The,
1: the guys would drink regular champagne and the girls would drink the pink champagne. And to my knowledge, all that it is is artificially colored. There's, I don't think there's any flavoring to pink yeah, champagne. The difference coffee.
0: between the, the regular champagne and the pink one is just, you know, they just throw a little food coloring in there and you're, Pretty you're much. good go. it's, yeah. they're,
1: both, they're both malt liquors, just one happened to be pink in color. Right. right.
0: <laughs> Make, makes the girls think that they're drinking something a little fancier than just the regular stuff
1: yeah so and just to give you a little background on my personal life this is the neighborhood i grew up in my wife who i love dearly we've been married almost 30 years grew up in ridgewood new jersey which is one of the most bougie towns in the state yeah
0: yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's quite a different atmosphere from what you just described yeah yeah
1: um so uh, yeah, I was actually pretty proud. In uh, I think it was in 1982, uh, Bennett was Secretary of Education. He declared Gaudi School in the city of Chicago was the worst school in the United States. I was like, Class '76, <laughs> baby,
0: <laughs> represent, man. We made yeah, it, guys.
1: <laughs> we made it Damn to the big right. time. Now we made we made the list. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Look, I've got an origin story, man. I don't know if it's any good, but I've got one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, people got to know where you came from. And now you can, you know, you can put up that article and say, hey, look, number one,
1: top of the list. Damn right. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, we used to, like you were talking about the ads and they were always on TV. And one of the, we used to always goof on, because they'd always have Orson Welles. We used to always goof on Orson Welles because he You know, his thing was, you know, Paul Masson will sell no wine before it's time. And, uh, you know, as soon as that shit was in the bottle, it was time.
0: Right. (laughs) Get it in, get it out as quick as possible.
1: Pretty much. So that would even be one of our little things. Is it time? Yeah, it's time. And that meant somebody had some wine and we were going to go drink.
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were kind of, you know, growing up there in the heyday of the the, the bum wine advertising, you know, between the, you know, the, the Thunderbird ads, the, you know, the, the, the Ripple ads. I mean, now that, I mean, that's something I mean, I've I never did you ever get to have Ripple? I mean, I, I never had the pleasure of um, I've,
1: I've I've had Ripple. And my wife, who grew up in this bougie part of New Jersey, told me that her mother would cook with Ripple, which I think is just the greatest thing ever. That, well, you know, a good, good you know, toned, cooking
0: wine. <laughs> high toned.
1: Well, I don't know how you cook with fortified wine, man. It's got to turn your, it's got to turn your stove into a blowtorch.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's on my list to do. You know, I, I've been trying to, which I haven't done yet, and I've, I've probably been saying it for years that I want to try to, you know, I was thinking of like some night train infused like wings, like a wing sauce with night train, You know, kind of mix it up there. So that's kind of like on my list, maybe for. You know, next, next spring, next summer to maybe dive work. more into yeah. into that. But you never know.
1: I mean, well, I mean, you've got so many different flavors of Mad Dog to play with.
0: Oh, yeah, that, that's true. You, you could do a wide variety of that. And that's still readily available, unlike the Night Train, which is, you know, been discontinued, you know, sadly. So yeah. the, the, the stock that I have left, you know, you kind of have to <laughs> you got to be careful with it and only yeah. save you it gotta- for special occasions.
1: Yeah, actually, one time I actually found a six pack of champagne and bought it, and we kept it around for a joke for a while before we finally said, "Okay, let's let's drain this thing." <laughs> <laughs> there were there were a few of us all kind of look at each other like, you know, it was it was sort of like uh, Clint Eastwood, Lee Van Cleef, and Eli Wallach at the end of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, <laughs> look at each other with these old bottle, old dusty bottles of champagne.
0: Yeah, you know, the ones that just, it's the vintage bottles. You know, they sit there. Oh, yeah. You know, nobody thinks they're going to buy them. You know, and that's kind of what I did. It was probably a few years back at this point, I think, with some bottles of Cisco. There was one store that near me that had Cisco, but, you know, the bottles were sitting on the bottom shelf, probably been sitting there for years and years, covered in dust. <laughs> and one day I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm just buying you know the rest of them even though even though the stickers on the bottom were so old it said a dollar eighty nine for it, they were more they were more expensive than that at this point, so that tells you how old you know like those old school you know just the white little stickers on the top of the cap oh, yeah. that's kind of you know peeling off a little bit so you know that the glue's been sitting on there for years, and it was like you know set a dollar eighty nine but th- how they rung everything up was a lot more than that for each of them so you know, inflation must have gotten to it at some point.
1: Yeah. Um, now I I knew some people in the '80s. I was working, and a couple of people where I worked were uh, they lived in East New York, and they used to call Cisco liquid crack.
0: Yeah, that that's the that's like the the street name for it, you know, with the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you can go back and look, and, and there's articles online where in like the late '80s, early '90s, like the I don't know if it was like there are some really like reputable newspapers that were putting out articles about Cisco. You know, that's why they put the warning on it that says this is not a wine cooler. Oh, yeah. Just drinking them, you know, at 18 percent. And they would, it looks similar to a wine cooler. But, you know, one sip of that, man, and whew, you know, that, that is not a wine cooler. <laughs> that's for sure. It's a totally different taste.
1: Well, and the whole thing with hard seltzers is how many hard seltzers out there look like cans of Four loco?
0: Right, true. Mm-hmm. It's
1: the same thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, but... it's it's how you look at it and with everything, and it's like, okay, this is just a little bottle, kind of looks like a wine cooler. It says it's a, it's a wine. You don't realize it's you know, a fortified wine. Yeah. But, you know, a few sips of that, and you get that nice, thick, you know, syrupy taste to it. Oh, yeah. And depending on what flavor you have, you know, you know, you got some not so good ones and then some really bad ones <laughs> depending on uh, uh which one you have but yeah if, if you're gonna drink a whole bottle oh man more power to you good good luck to you the
1: next day oh yeah good luck to you. good luck to you getting home even if you were on foot <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> you, might, you might you might fall in a ditch somewhere at the end of the night
1: yeah that you're gonna be hurting for certain
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the, I mean, it's sad when you look back at it these days and, you know, they've, you know, the fortified wines, the bum wines of the world have kind of, you know, t- uh, trailed off over the past few years with, you know, things getting discontinued and, you know, the kind of the four locos took over of the, you know, the high alcohol, cheap drink, you know, yeah. types. Um, I mean, and, you know, every now and then a the four loco can get the job done, but it's not the same. And that's, you know, now for you, I mean, I'm jealous. You you got to kind of grow up during the, you know, the heyday uh, of all the, this, the halcyon so age. You, yes, you you got to enjoy it, you know, firsthand <laughs> oh, <laughs> when yeah. it was like the 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 big thing. When I don't want to say that when people enjoyed it as much, but I guess people did enjoy it more then. At that point, then they have, you know, here within the last, you know, 10, you know, 20 years or so when it kind of got, you know, frowned upon as just looking as, you know, just kind of like the quote unquote, you know, you know, hobo wine for, you know, the, the homeless people and people on the streets that, you know, can't afford anything better.
1: Well, and for the for the real winos back then, the other thing, too, was in the state of Illinois. On Sundays, you couldn't buy alcohol before noon. And, you know, you get these winos on a Sunday morning. They've got to get something. So what they would do, and you could still do this if you want to. If you want to cosplay as a 70s wino, go out on a Sunday morning to your local grocery and get real honest-to-God vanilla extract. Because that's going to be about 12% alcohol. And you could. Be like a 70s wine and pound that Sunday morning bottle of vanilla. <laughs> hey,
0: if you're desperate and you, <laughs> you need hey, it, to, you know, go for it.
1: Improvise, adapt, overcome.
0: Hey, exactly. Hey, that's the American way right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny how some of these things play out with. Um, you know, the kind of the way things change over the years. And and if if you can't come across it, then... Now, have you ever dived into, you know, making your own wine or anything like that? Or have you
1: I stuck haven't. to the
0: professionals?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I leave it to the experts. I mean... Yeah. Um, Now, I haven't been in Manhattan in a long time. There used to be a... I don't, I don't know if it's still there in Little Italy, a place called Puglia's. Okay. Which was this restaurant that the building was painted like the italian flag it was a three story building painted like the italian flag and <clears throat> you walked in there and they said you want one? it was there were these long tables and they would sit you at a long table and there'd be like strangers next to you. And they would basically say, you want wine? Yeah. And they would just bring you a bottle of red and a bottle of white. And you actually like start looking at the waiter's feet to see if they were stomping grapes when they weren't waiting <laughs> on <the table>. yeah. <laughs> Like how how
0: fresh is this wine? Yeah. It, so yeah.
1: <laughs> they, they definitely had Lucy and Ethel downstairs stomping on some grapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, I'd never... I never took a stab at it. Someone. I did know somebody who would make like Applejack and Raisin Jack and things like that. Um, And, well, I mean, I can get into a whole other thing. My grandfather, uh, my mother's father, he was uh, from Tennessee from a big family that was half English, half Cherokee. And uh, they, they were running shine down there.
0: Okay, so, well, that, that makes sense. You get a lot of, yeah, down there, you know, Tennessee, that area. I mean, that's yeah. like the, that, that's big business, you know, the the moonshine. Yeah. You know, mix it up. I had, I had a friend, oh, I, I mean, I have a friend who, his grandfather, you know, was making moonshine as well. And at one party uh, a while back, he brought a, a batch of uh, some apple pie moonshine. And mm. that was, you know, pretty good. You know, one of those that you could barely taste, you know, the alcohol in it. Yeah. And
1: those yeah, are the once, dangerous ones.
0: Right. And once it hits you and, and, and that was on top of a night with some, you know, MD 2020 and <laughs> yeah. some, some night train, some Thunderbird and you throw that on top of it. And whew, there are a lot of people uh, feeling a little rough the, uh, the next day.
1: Yeah. Um, the shine that I had was all no nonsense. You know, it was like, you know, get it, it, you know, like, uh, like, Martini says, "In uh, It's a Wonderful Life, we serve hard drinks to people who want to get drunk fast and forget their troubles."
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just you, you know what you're going, you know you know what you're getting going into it. It's just yep, okay. You're,
1: you're buying your ticket and you have taken the ride.
0: Yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah, all aboard right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all aboard the night train.
0: <laughs> yeah, all, all aboard the train to nowhere. You know, good luck to you finding your way back.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's you're you're not drinking that for. Any kind of any kind of a uh, enjoyable experience is pure escape.
0: Yeah, it's just it's, okay, what can get me drunk the quickest? Yep. And you know, the easiest, you know, right. Okay. Might not taste that great going down, but I know it'll get that buzz going pretty quick. And tonight that's one of those nights where that's all I need to <laughs> to get the job done.
1: Yeah. Um and you know it's funny because people talk about getting drunk on Malort. <clears throat> There is one and uh, <laughs> malort malort's actually pretty low in alcohol malort's only thirty five percent so
0: but I mean but I mean but the taste i mean I, I mean I guess that's the the whole thing to I mean I've always heard about but, it's it's the taste and like the reaction that people have
1: right to and it is the big well thing. here's the thing is everybody's first shot of malort there's like one out of ten or so who write who just ride the tiger everybody else you get the that recoil and the face and then after two or three shots everybody's everybody's in at that point you're like you you inure yourself to it um and that's kind of
0: this mean, but then that's kind of the same with a lot of you know hard alcohol you know you do a shot you know you you get that initial, you know, the burn and and the taste, and you kind of go, oh, man, that was, you know, that was a rough one. But I guess with the Malort, it's just kind of an extra kick to it. Is that what kind of gets you
1: with it? Well, it's really bitter. Okay. Um, Basically, it's like grapefruit juice with notes of ball sweat.
0: (laughs) The... uh how long has that ball sweat been fermenting it's been a, it's been a few years uh
1: uh yeah yeah it's yeah. <laughs> you know it's it's your 6th grade gym teacher
0: oh. and <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the visual that none of us needed you know to go through <laughs> but but, but hey, hey you know you know thanks hey, thanks for I, that I, right it was it was great chatting with you you know fork but uh we'll, we'll see you next time
1: <laughs> hey i gave you fair warning man i know <laughs> uh, actually i'm looking i have a bottle of malort i'm looking at right now that i will never open uh it's actually signed by marion hosa the hockey player
0: okay okay
1: and uh because i i found out that he actually likes malort so he was doing some sort of a meet-and-greet, so I took two bottles of Malort, so I gave him one, and he signed one for me.
0: Oh, that's nice. That's, that's and, difference, unique.
1: Yeah, and uh, but the thing is, I figure at this point, if I ever open that bottle, it's going to be like the end of Raiders, where just, like, ghosts are going to come out of it, and every- <laughs> pieces melt.
0: Right, yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, should I have opened that, or, or not?
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I know you've got a section on your page where you've got malort listed and uh yeah malort's not a true bum wine thing because a it's 17 bucks a bottle it's you yeah, know, it's, it's not a little,
0: not little a, too too rich yeah for a lot of uh it's not a, a cheap people's drunk. blood yeah yeah you
1: no know, i mean you can you can get there faster with evan williams at like 14 bucks a bottle um and you know it's another thing too you could just do bum liquors because like how many how many cheap li- cheap boozes you go buy yourself a handle and you know again you you're not you're not going and buying a handle of uh pop off vodka for 375 right. at the grocery store
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and that's kind of one of the the aspects that I've I've you know people have kind of asked me over the years and kind of said you know going down that bum the bum liquor alley instead because it's a totally different animal from uh, you know the bum wine it is it Cause, is because and... you know what you're getting with the bum wines you know your price point and with the bum you know liquors yes it's a little more expensive but then you kind of, but you're getting a, it's a different type of buzz it's a different type of alcohol right and it how you weigh the the prices is 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 a lot different than you know a fortified wine
1: yeah and you know, there's just something about a cheap wine. And and I'm not talking like three buck chuck, because that's probably the other thing, too, is three buck chuck ruined it for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you could, people will go to Trader Joe's and get a bottle of cheap wine. There's like, there's a bunch of these wines that are really cheap and not completely terrible. So people can go and get those bottles of wine instead of having to go and, you know, Rock the T-Bird or the Wild Eye or the Mad Dog or any of the other ones that made this country great. Right.
0: <laughs> and not to be confused with, like, the, you know, cause, and it depends on the percentage of the, of the wines as well. And that's the whole thing, too. I mean, I don't know what the percentage is of, is of like, a
1: three-buck,
0: uh, you know, Chuck or something like that. Do yeah, you know?
1: they are, that's the thing. Those They're are, on the lower
0: side, I think, yeah, right? Those are gonna uh, be
1: those are going to be smoother sailing. For sure. They're all single digit.
0: Right. And that's just similar to like, you know, like Boone's Farm. I mean, that's the same thing that people always say when you bring up, you know, bum wine. And the first people say, oh, is that like Boone's Farm? And I'm like, no, nah, you know, not not quite. You know, Boone's Farm is really, really tame compared to, you know, your, your Thunderbird or Night Train or something like that. I mean, the, the Boone's Farm is another one that's, you know, a single digit, Right. Um, you know, wine is, you know, flavored, you know, citrus wine. It's not a fortified wine. You're not looking at, you know, 13, 17% or, you know, 20% like it used to be for them. It's the I always like to call it the the bum wine, training wheels, you know, the the beginners <laughs> bum wine to kind of, you know, ease you in, but, you know, a lot of people will take that beginners bum wine, but then they won't make it to the next level.
1: Right. And yeah, you've gotta you've gotta have that commitment. And you know I don't know if it's good or bad that Bucky's not available in the United States because that that's a whole different creature because not only is it fortified wine, but it's caffeinated fortified wine. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know as my nickname for it is uh, Irish Fighting Juice.
0: Right. So I mean essentially it's it's the original four loco oh, yeah. of the of you know, the UK. I mean that's pretty much you know, what what got banned here in the United States is still running wild over in, you know, the the UK and Ireland.
1: Well, there have been there have been movements to ban Buckfast, but it's always met with huge amounts of pushback.
0: Yeah, I mean it it's kind of like it's got its own, you know, cult following over there. I mean, I know constantly I've I've have a lot of people you know, from the UK that have, you know, followed me over the years and reached out and said, hey, have you, have you tried this? And I'm like, no, still haven't, still, still, still waiting for it. And then they usually try to angle it to try to get me to, you know, send them, you know, flavors of MD 2020 that, that we have in the US that haven't made it over to the UK yet. But, but I mean, I'm like, eh, I mean, yes, I want to try it, but I'm not. I'm not one in the in the business of you know having to worry about trying to ship you know <laughs> ship wine overseas and hope that it right. makes it there in one piece.
1: Right. That and that's the same sort of thing that happens with people. People have asked about shipping Malort overseas and like yeah that's just never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know your best your best bet is just. A plane ticket to Chicago is a lot less complicated than (laughs) than me mailing you a bottle of Malort. Exactly.
0: You fly over here, buy the bottle yourself, throw it in in your bag, you know, make sure nobody notices it, and bring it back over and you'll be good to go.
1: Yeah. In fact, one of the great Malort bars in the city of Chicago is Galway Bay on Diversey, And uh, the owner of Galway Bay did take a bottle of Malort back home one time and poured it into Galway Bay. So... There was actually Malort in Galway Bay. <laughs> so I thought that was a nice symbolic thing. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, getting into shipping, things like that, it's hard. It, You know, it's and in the state of Illinois, you like you could like the big liquor store chain in the city of Chicago. I mentioned foremost, and that's like a dying chain. There's just a few foremosts around the really big chain is called Binny's Binny's Beverage Depot, and there's a Binnie's in every town. There's a Binnie's less than a mile from my house. And you go in there, and it's like a supermarket for drinking. And they have a website, and they will not ship Malort. Because that would that would be the easiest fix. would be, look, just go on the Binnie's website, order a bottle of Malort. Because, you know, you can order, like, bottles of, you know, $300 bottle of scotch, and they'll, they'll mail it to you. A seventeen buck bottle of Malort.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, you want you want to help people out and you know send things to them, but I mean, it's got to keep the culture alive, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to you got to go out, you got to go searching, you know. And and I mean, a lot of the fun I have is going out to random, you know, liquor stores and. You know, search it up and down those aisles to see what you can find, see if you can get something new that you haven't come across before. Yep. You know, sometimes you get lucky. And, you know, most most likely, no. I mean, I mean I, I've mean, seen that, you know, here in, in New Jersey. And it's, you know, depending on what region of the state you're in, you know, you have your, your set, you know, beers and malt liquors that are usually on the shelf. But... Every now and then you, you find something out of the ordinary that you've never had before or been seen once or twice and then finally get a chance again. So it's, you know, it's the thrill to chase is always yeah. the, the good. Well, thing. I
1: mean, if and if you want to get started on your collection, my advice to you is when you go into a don't go into big chains, go into local liquor stores and look low.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. De- look definitely low,
1: Look low, go towards the back.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I've always said for years and years, no, no self-respecting liquor store will have, you know, a night train or Thunderbird on on the shelf. You can't go into any big chains. It has to be like a, a mom and pop shop, you know, usually in some seedy area that you'll most likely have the most luck with finding. If if you go in there and as soon as you walk in that door, you look down at the floor. If the floor is nice and dirty or it's missing floor tiles. You're probably on the right track. You might get lucky there,
1: (laughs) especially if you got a one-eyed cat walking around.
0: No, that too.
1: (laughs) That's your automatic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially when you go out of state. I mean, one of the one of the best times I had was I was in Maryland uh, trying to find Thunderbird, and you know I'm going to all these different liquor stores, you know, trying to find it, and. You know, I, I walk into this one place and there's a guy behind the counter. He's like, he's like, uh, can I help you? I'm like, yeah. Do you have any uh, any, any of the uh, Thunderbird? He's like, oh, the Dirty Bird. You're here. You want the Dirty Bird? Oh man, we just sold out last week. I'm like, like <laughs> son of a bitch. What what are, what are the odds that <laughs> that that the one thing I'm looking for you would have had you know a week prior? And and who's who's out here buying it other than me?
1: Well, all I can tell you is I haven't been to Maryland in years.
0: Yes, yeah, so I know I can cross you <laughs> off the list, but luckily I I had to I had to go to a few more different stores but I did finally find it. Um so it was uh solved solved the issue there. Mm-hmm. Same thing like I was up in Boston uh in the Boston area at one point trying to find the stuff up there. You know, no luck. So it's tough. You gotta go out there, you gotta search it, but it's not a home run, you know it's not a lock to know that okay, you can find this stuff anywhere. It just, you know, you gotta you gotta pick the right spots.
1: There was actually well, I lived out on the East Coast for a while and when I did, we would go down to Wildwood and there used to be this one liquor store in Wildwood that was loaded up. And I mean I'm talking a long time ago, so I don't know if the liquor store is there anymore. I don't know if they've got it. They would have like every single flavor of Mad Dog 2020. They would have every fortified wine known to man in that place. Because a lot of people will just go down to Wildwood to just go on a bender. Yeah. You know, get down there Thursday night, get into their room, and just like we would do it. We would come in with uh like moving boxes filled with what we were gonna drink for the weekend? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I've done. I did the same thing too. I had some uh, in Atlantic City um, for some bachelor parties down there. Um, we 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 pick up a we'd order a case of Night Train, uh, so we had twelve bottles. Nice. Uh, bring bring that along with us there. And the one time uh, my friend and I were driving down, and on the way down we ended up stopping at a liquor store, and the case we bought with us was, you know, the, the 750 milliliter bottles, you know, the big bottles. Yeah. And we stopped at the liquor store and on the shelf in the store was, you know, the, the three fifties, the, the small bottles. So it's like, well, nice. well, I can't not get these. They're like, yes, we have 12 bottles with us of, <laughs> of nitrate, but yeah, but these are you've got to have,
1: ones. you've got to have some portability.
0: Exactly. And essentially that's what it was, was, taking the little bottles and walking around the, uh, you know, the casino floor, you know, just kind of sipping on that for the night, which, you know, ended up harming me in the long run, you know, might've had a little too much night train, had to let some passengers off and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and blacked out, but Hey, it was a fun
1: time. <laughs> hey, man. No no great story ever started with a cup of tea. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I had these 12
0: bottles of night train. <laughs> and next thing you know, I'm in the bathroom throwing up. And then next thing you know, I pass out, wake up the next morning and have no idea. Uh, I wake up in the middle of the night. I can't find my glasses. I don't know where they are. And then I finally realized that I put them in the in the drawer, the nightstand in the bed next to me. So after freaking out about that. So, you know. Be careful out there, people. You know, use this as a <laughs> – use our stories here as, as a lesson for you.
1: Well, okay. P- Pre-COVID, there was a show. They did it in Chicago. They actually started it in Brooklyn, too. It's a show called The Blackout Diaries. And anybody who lives in Chicago, at some point, COVID will be over and will be the, – the Blackout Diaries will return. And in Brooklyn, the Blackout Diaries will return. And it's basically a show where people go up on stage and tell their drinking stories. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's what this is, man. It's all just cautionary tales. The things, Right.
0: <laughs> right they go on stage. Like, hey, I, I tell tr- my drinking stories all the time here. Nobody asked me to be on a show, you know? I mean, I, mean, I do my own show, you know, my own podcast, but hey, hey you know.
1: Yeah, well, I have, I have, I got to do Blackout Diaries a couple of times. And, uh, well, one of my friends had a really good story where he kept getting drunk and performing citizen's arrests.
0: <laughs> but us see, see now that's one of the ones that can get you in trouble. You know, I mean, that's, you know, you, you go, you start going with the wrong people that, you know, can't take a joke. And, right. you know, that's, I mean, I think we all have that one friend that, that likes the when they drink too much, they kind of start harassing, you know, the people around, like the strangers around them or, or they get, you know, the beer muscles and try to, you know, fight people and, you know, cause a scene. And it's like, dude, just, you know, relax. We're just trying to, you know, have some drinks, have a good time. Do we need to try to start a fight with everybody? (laughs) Anytime we go out drinking somewhere.
1: You know, I've, I've worked doors at a couple of bars in my life and, uh, I've seen those guys and a couple of them have been friends of mine. And when I'm out with friends and if any of my friends decides, uh, they want to be a hero, I tell them, okay, do what you want, but you're on your own. Right. (laughs) Like I, I still play softball and there's a guy on our softball team who gets really obnoxious. And I've told the other team a couple of times, look, if you guys want to take care of him, we're not jumping in. Right.
0: (laughs) You guys do what you got to do. Yeah. We're not going to do anything.
1: You know. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you my one great drinking story because I tell it a lot and people always enjoy it. <laughs> and unfortunately, bum wine is not involved in this. I apologize for that. No, no, no um,
0: that, that's fine. I think we've all had many different drinking stories, non-related to <laughs> bum wine. Or I think I think we probably all had different drinking stories that involve a different type of alcohol. You know that. Oh, that yeah. can be considered great stories.
1: <laughs> well, this one doesn't really involve me being drunk. I, I don't really get drunk in this story. Um, back in the seventies, there was a soccer league called the North American soccer league. And the powerhouse team in the league was the New York cosmos. They played at the Meadowlands. They would fill giant stadium. They had like every great player in the world. Pele played for them and all these other guys, really great team in Chicago. There was a team called the sting and the sting the only thing the Sting had was they had a bunch of Germans. There are a lot of Germans who live in the city of Chicago. So there was this one bar we knew of called La Inn. La Inn is still in Chicago. It's still there. Um, and they would have a thing where if you brought a ticket stub from a Sting game, you got a free beer. So, And they played their games at Wrigley Field, which wasn't far from where we lived, also not far from La Inn. So we'd go to the the ballpark when there was soccer find ticket stubs laying on the ground pick them up take them over to the bar and get our free beer <laughs> so you know they played in the spring and great you know it was some april day we went and got our ticket stubs took them over to lodgerton got our beer started drinking they you know people buying us you know we were we weren't even 18 yet but we were both big boys and uh you know we're drinking beer that people are buying us shots and you know, the happy German music going. And all of a sudden, the owner, who's this old guy named Karl Laschet, comes up to us and says, there's going to be a private party. You, you know, you know, in a German accent. There's going to be a private party. You can stay if you like. And we're like, oh, great. Private party. It's going to be an open bar. Great. Right. Right? <laughs> so we're happy and we're drinking and food comes in. So we got some food to eat and everything's cool. And all of a sudden, the music started to change from this happy umpa music. And all of a sudden, you're hearing a lot more. And it's like all military marching music. We're like, what the hell is going on here? And they pour out, they bring out this big tray of shots. Everybody takes a shot. We're going to drink a toast. And somebody raises a glass and goes, To Fuhrer! We're like, What the fuck? <laughs> it was April 20th and we were in a fucking Hitler's birthday party. Oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> So we're like, and my friend, my friend was really German. Like, you know, his mother was born in Berlin during the bombings, the whole bit. So it's like, he's okay. I've got a couple of Austrian grandmothers, so I kind of figure I could fake my way through. We're like, what do we do, man? We can't be here, right? But we're never going to have another chance to have the, I've been to a Hitler's birthday party story. I've been writing this (laughs) (laughs) birthday party story for almost Forty years. Right, right. Nobody it's, else it's I know has a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. The only other person I know who has this story is the guy who was there with me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that is that is my drink source. I've been to a Hitler's birthday party. <laughs> so
0: so I guess you didn't take the time to make friends with any of <laughs> any of the other guests there.
1: <laughs> well what it is. First of all, they were a lot older than I was because these were all like World War II veterans, and right. you always go to bars. I mean, you you go to bars in the '70s and '80s, and there will always be guys there who fought in World War II. Except this time, they all fought for the other side. Right. <laughs> so you know, all of their stories had the "we should have won" part of it. Right. <laughs> and and the. Bar owner, there's a picture of the bar owner behind the bar in his U boat commander's uniform with the Iron Cross. And you know, you get the Iron Cross when you kill a bunch of Americans. And he's here in a bar in Chicago with this picture up. And then there's also pictures on the wall taken through a periscope of sinking ships. You're like, oh, sinking ships. Wait, those are American ships. He's, you know, this whole place is just a testament to dead Americans. Yes. <laughs>
0: So, right as, you, as you're standing there, all the pieces start coming together.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and know, one of those turns, things
0: where it's like it all starts changing around you. and You're like, uh-oh, we're we're in the wrong bar now.
1: <laughs> a few years after that, we found out that the place got the place actually got busted at one point because it what, they were running a neo-Nazi outfit out of
0: there. Uh, I guess it makes sense at this point.
1: <laughs> well, the only the only thing that was surprising is the neo part. Right,
0: <laughs> right. The people that were at that party were were the originals. You know, yeah, from... they were
1: OG Nazis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, so there you go. We 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 went we went Nazi tonight.
0: <laughs> you're, you're yeah. I mean, hey, you did it for the free drinks, and you know people people have done a lot worse for free drinks. So I mean, oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, you can't so, so. can't can't really I, can't really blame you too much for that.
1: I did leave with a modicum of dignity.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. It was all, hey, You I mean, you didn't go into it knowing, you know, it was like, hey, there's going to be a party right. here. You guys want to stick around? Yeah, sure. Free drinks. I'll, I'll, I'll hang around. You know, what's what's the worst that's going to happen, you know?
1: Yeah, well, you know, and when I told the story of Blackout Diaries, I kind of prefaced it with the whole, uh, at the time Bud Light had the, uh, when you're up for whatever. And that was their whole, that was their marketing, was when you're up for whatever and remember they had somebody playing ping pong with Arnold Schwarzenegger and then that whole campaign. And right. so they had was that
0: like, they had all the, yeah, the whole, the, the real men of genius campaign and all, all yeah. the other stuff. Yeah. And they're trying to, trying to reach, you know, the every man.
1: Yeah. So, um, it, uh, so yeah, be careful when you say you're up for whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And and if there's going to be a private party, you know, you know, try to find out beforehand, you know, what's really going to be taking place here.
1: Yeah. So
0: Hey, it's it's a unique story. I have to give it to you there. I mean, it's like, you know, you're the the first person I've talked to with that that type of a story and, you know, yeah. might might be the last one too, you know. And so. I will
1: tell you this, I will never in my life ever forget that April 20th is Adolf Hitler's birthday. <laughs> It it was a
0: history lesson for you that day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I will, I will always remember that that is Hitler's birthday. And, um, yeah, the video lives on YouTube and I, uh, every April 20th, I share it on social media, like, Hey, hey, happy (laughs) April 20th.
0: (laughs) For for those of you that know, uh, it it all makes sense now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, but when they do the Blackout Diaries in Chicago, what they do do at the end of the night is they do give everybody a shot of Malort. And the challenge is to describe the shot. And whoever describes it the best gets a prize. And the prize is usually another shot of Malort.
0: <laughs> All right, what I win? Another shot? All right, thank and, you.
1: Um, yeah, one uh, one time when I was there, I remember... The one I distinctly remember was somebody describing a shot on Malort, like explaining to your in laws what a queef is. <laughs> so which pretty damn accurate.
0: Yes, that's why I'm like, I gotta I gotta try it. You know, that's the I mean, not not that I'm saying that your description there is is, is driving me to try it, but um,
1: yeah, you've got to You look, man. You gotta, you gotta get the bot, the battle stripe. You know, yeah,
0: yeah. And you got, you got to cross off the list. You know, it's one of those ones you gotta try just for the sake of trying it. And it's the same thing too. You know, you go all these different, you know, bum wines and malt liquors over the years, and it's like, you know, do do you really want to try some of these things? You know, no, but you know, you gotta, you gotta just cross it off the list. You gotta get that, you gotta get that badge of honor.
1: Yep. Like, just like if they ever invent time travel, I guarantee you one of the first things I'm gonna do for time travel is I'm going back in time to find James Mason, and we're gonna have some T-bird. Because... <laughs> you're
0: gonna join, you're gonna join him on the set of the Thunderbird commercial, and then see. God you know, damn
1: right. What, what really time.
0: went into it? I mean, that's the, uh, you know, that's the go-to, you know, bum wine, you know, advertisement is the is that Thunderbird one there too, and also the uh, the '70s. Uh, Jive, uh, Thunderbird, you know, shake it up commercial. I'm sure you've seen that one too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that was one that no, I even had that for, for yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the two. And, it, and even, I don't know if you saw it. Um, I guess it might have been a month or two ago at this point. Um, but somebody posted a, um, where was it? Here? I'm trying to pull it up really quick. The, um, the the Thunderbird advertisement where it had drinkers of the world arise join the revolution drink thunderbird instead and you know this is you know 70 uh actually no it was from the los angeles times west magazine may 4th 1969 so it's an advertisement and i'll uh i put it up on my instagram uh a few weeks back but i'll post it up on the website as well where it has you know one two three five different people with their thunderbird you know, saying you could either drink it. You know, Thunderbird on the rocks, Thunderbird and cranberry juice, Thunderbird and tonic, Thunderbird and sherbet, and Thunderbird and orange juice. So they have, uh, you know, like Thunderbirds for everybody. You know, depending, <laughs> regardless oh, yeah. of of your your favorite, what you want, um, you can have it with anything. And I've had, you know, I mean, I haven't tried. I never tried. I mean, I, I had. Thunderbird and orange juice I had one time at another bachelor party one where I had Thunderbird with me and I was like, you know, let me let me mix this up with some orange juice. And it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was, you know, you drank you know, a screwdriver, you know, vodka and orange juice, you know, a little Thunderbird instead, you know,
1: it's not going to hurt you. No. Yeah, it won't be. uh... Yeah, it's not going to have as much kick as vodka.
0: Yeah, so it's a little little thing there. So I mean, yeah, then a little bit of uh little bit of something for everybody, you know. So it's you know, it's sad to say, I mean this was, you know, the advertisement from nineteen sixty nine. So yeah, well, yeah and, Thunderbird, and of it, course it,
1: and of course they're making Thunderbird they're they're selling it as part of the counterculture now. It's join the revolution.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> Frank Thunderbird instead, you know? Thunderbird oh, app. Yeah. You know, Thunderbird Wine, you know, E&J Gallon Wine in Modesto, California, the the classic, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the American classic, Sir Very Cold. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, that's the song. How's it sold? Good and cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: what's, I mean, what's
1: the reason? Wine's in season. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's the world of, you know, which is you know, it, and it, and it's. And I said in the beginning, I said you know, it it upsets me, you know, that you know, it it doesn't have that same aura to it. I guess you want to call it more than it was, you know, back then when it was kind of like the the, <laughs> the Thunderbird Revolution, and oh, and yeah. that's just that that crap that's that you might find, you might not find, because they don't make it anymore. Even though a few years ago, you know, they kept trying to reinvent Thunderbird. I mean, I I. If you've seen it they had the Thunderbird Heart Citrus Brew at one point where they tried to do like a uh the the hard, you know, like a four loco type Thunderbird concoction. Right. And then uh, two years ago they tried to reinvent the wine with like a a cabernet and um they had like three different types of Thunderbird wine, but then they kind of gave up on that. So they can't quite find their footing of where they want to go with the brand at this point. It's like, guys, just stick with the classics. You know, just leave it and, as it is.
1: And the funny thing is, is especially in in this time of COVID, you could really sell a wine by saying, look, we can get you fucked up faster than anything else can get you fucked up right. by this wine. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's got to be really effective marketing these days. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey, look, it's nice and cheap.
0: It'll get the job done.
1: Yep. Hey, there's a reason why when, you know, over on the other side of the pond, people say buck fast gets you fucked fast. Yeah. <laughs> See? You know, yeah. they know exactly what they're getting. They know what they're in for. And it's it's beautiful. It's simple. It's elegant. Everybody understands it. You know, if you can't, if you can't afford to go to the dispensary and get some bud, you can go to the store and get some fortified wine.
0: Yeah, see. And it yeah, you know, different strokes for different folks, you know, you want yeah, the it's,
1: uh, it's all it's all a matter of simple basic economics. And
0: that that's it. That's the that's the way to do it right there. I mean it's and,
1: and I think bum wine is probably uh Bum wine's better for you it, and it's lower on the Maslow's hierarchy of need than weed anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, for the people that I mean, yeah, I mean people have different vices, you know, some people You Know, love you know, getting high and smoking weed. Then some of us, you know, like like you and me, we'd rather you know, drink to get the uh, to get the buzz.
1: So, so hey, or or you could just be high on life.
0: I guess you could. (laughs) I mean, you could. I mean, yeah, I'll I'll, pass on that one, but hey, that's
1: that's a harsh buzz right
0: now, yeah. If anybody's out there that's high on life now in 2020, then, phew, man. More, they need more power. Yeah, more power to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, uh, Forkman, I, I appreciate you coming on here and, and chatting. I think uh, we'll definitely have to do it again. And, and yeah, some, we'll have to you know, actually I,
1: get, get deeper into the commercials. I'm sorry we never got to yeah, it.
0: Yeah, you know, that's what happens. You know, you, you start drinking, you start going down these roads, and you never know.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And Believe me, I everybody who knows me knows I am a storyteller. I can go all night. So
0: and and what and what we'll do is, you know, anybody out there, you know, listening when the podcast drops, you know, you know, head over to YouTube, you know, you know, search some classic, you know, bum wine commercials, you know, some Thunderbird, you know, some Buckfast, you know, Ripple, anything you can find. It doesn't even have to be, you know, bum wine. You know, we'll we'll go into, you know, because if you go into those, like, 1980s commercials, you know, I know there's some some good ones, you know, with, you know, I think, I know Bruce Willis did some, you know. Well, um, did he
1: do wine or did he do a wine cooler? That was for wine coolers.
0: Yeah. Um, For, for some of that, but <clears throat> just to kind of go into, like, some of the, you know, the celebrity commercial route and, and things like that. And, you know, and even into the 90s when you would see a lot more of, you know, celebrities Promoting because I mean I guess y- we do kind of still see some of that stuff today, you know, with celebrities promoting. But it's all like the usual stuff that's you know, you know, Bud Light or you know, something. yeah. It's not like these you know more obscure <laughs> things that you used to see. But uh yeah, we'll definitely take a deeper dive into the the classic bum wine commercials and even some of the just nostalgic.
1: Yeah, and that. and. You Know before we start recording, I brought up George Kennedy and Schaefer beer and yeah, Dennis Farina out here in Chicago selling old. You know, he his the ads he ran were people from New York are coming here trying to take our old style, and yeah. uh, you know, Dennis Farina with the Chicago accent so thick you can cut it with a knife, yeah. Because,
0: <laughs> <laughs> because you go out there, you, you can go on that, that, that YouTube rabbit hole of going, with oh, your yeah, cool, and. You know, next thing you know, it's four hours later, and you're like, "What the hell have I done with my life?" For <laughs> I started looking up one commercial, then next thing you know, I'm you know on some infomercial about God knows what. So. Oh yeah. So so yeah, be it's... be safe out there. Yeah. So we'll we'll definitely cover that. You know, if anybody out there, you know, listening wants to, you know, throw out some some requests for some commercials to look into, you know you know, uh, let us know. I mean, so so, Fork, I mean, if you want to let people know where they can find you and, and your podcast and everything else you have going on.
1: Sure. Um, I, we got a couple things going on. Uh, first of all, if, on Twitter, I am at Hockey Night. It's hockey spelled with two E's instead of E-Y, night. Um, and uh, I also am writing a baseball website these days called Fully Crozen, which is a tip of the hat to old-style advertising, old-style beer advertising. We cover both the Cubs and the White Sox. Um, and, uh, yeah, chances are pretty good. If if you're on Twitter and you see any kind of a tweet involving the song Summer Girls by LFO, I'm a part of it. <laughs> I'm involved somehow with Summer Girls and LFO at every stage of of social media to the point where somebody who dated the lead singer from LFO actually reached out to us once and said how much she, she thought he would appreciate us keeping his song alive and us being, uh, too benevolent to let her know that, Oh yeah, we're really goofing on the song guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, and then that's something else we'll have to add to listen. time. We have to take a deeper dive into the, uh, into the LFO. Um, uh, so, <laughs> we just I, took the yeah the, no, we no, all I, there is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well there we did. We covered that one at least, so we can cross that <laughs> off the list for for next time. All right, so you know, hey guys from LFO, you know, hit me up. You know, you, yeah, well, you guys are more well, than welcome on the only podcast. Only one guy
1: left. There's only one guy left. Two of them are dead.
0: Are they? Oh, I did not even know that. Wow. Like,
1: Chinese food much, made them sick.
0: Yeah, shows you how much I know about LFO these days.
1: You never, like I said, you never know where, where the social media will take you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for having me on, man. I yeah, no,
0: definitely, it. man. Yes, he is. I guess we call him Fork. We call him Mr. Forklift. You know, just uh just don't, you know, count him out when it comes to the Malor and the, the Buckfast. Damn right. All right, he's, he's Fork. I'm Y Bob. And until next time, cheers. I
1: Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fine when girls stop by for the summer, for the summer. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I take her if I had one wish. But she's been gone since that summer. Since that summer. Then the summer girls come in, summer girls go. Summer worthwhile and summer so so. Summer girls come in, summer girls go. Summer worthwhile and summer so so. Summertime girls got it going on. shaking, and wiggle to a hip hop song. Summertime girls are the kind I of like.